The NFL season kicked off Thursday night. My impression of the opening game? Be prepared for the NFL to shove systemic racism down your throat all season long. They will screw the pooch, as evidenced by the opening night ratings. Bold Alpha is presented by Davidoff of Geneva. Introducing the new Camacho Nicaragua, forged in fire, harnessing the wild flavors of Nicaragua. Camacho, live loud, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. Thursday night was a non-stop dose of we are a racist country, we are a racist people, America is evil, there is systemic racism everywhere, racism, racism, racism. Greetings from Command Center Alpha, Alpha Dave, your global five-star general and alpha male-in-chief. Welcome to Bold Alpha, your destination for alpha male lifestyle conversation and commentary. And boy, do I have commentary today about the opening game on Thursday night on NBC between the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs and Houston, Texas. I am 100% for equality. I am not for racism. I'm not for anti-Semitism. Everybody in this country should be treated equally. Is there an issue with bad cops? You better believe it. Check my Twitter feed. At Cigar Dave Show, I have been going off on bad cops. I believe anywhere between 10 to 20% of the cops in this country are bad news. Now, it could be 8%, could be 15 I'm giving you a range. Are the majority of cops good? Absolutely. They do their jobs. They want to protect citizens. They want to go home safely. No problem. But there's always a contingency in every profession, whether it's broadcasting or medicine, the legal profession, there are always bad apples. The good apples know who the bad apples are. It is time for the police unions, the good cops, the people in authority at police departments across this country to weed out the psychopaths, weed out the cops that are juiced up on steroids. Weed up on the cops with a power trip complex. Get rid of them. Get rid of those bastards. The good cops know who they are. I've spoken to many police officers, law enforcement officers that listen to both Bold Alpha and our brother podcast, the Cigar Dave Show podcast. And they tell me without exception, they say, Dave, look, we know exactly who the bad guys are. Unfortunately, in many cases, our hands are tied because of the unions. The unions protect The bad cops. That's unacceptable. Got to get rid of them. What took place in Minneapolis, George Floyd, unacceptable. Now, George Floyd was not a saint. Let's get that right out. He was loaded up on fentanyl. You didn't hear the liberal stream media report on that, did you? Didn't didn't, uh, report on the fact that he was juiced up. He was already complaining about breathing. And uh, the medical examiner came out and said if he would have been found dead at his home, no question it would have been because the high levels of fentanyl and other drugs in his system. When we look at, uh, at what took place in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the suspect was bad news. He wasn't a saint. Of course, there are some politicians trying to make him out to be a saint. Should he have been shot seven times in the back at point-blank range? The answer is no. Now, in no way does that condone what took place. But let me make it very clear. 
that because you have a couple of cops, bad cops, or cops that use excessive force in the case of what took place in Kenosha, does that mean an entire nation is racist and that we have systemic racism going on? No. But the NFL and NBC, from the time the pregame show started, it was incessant, nonstop, stories of racism, players rising up. That's great. Here's a little suggestion for the black players, who, by the way, the NFL, there are more millionaires made by the NFL than probably any other league. So the NFL is a meritocracy. If you're good and you have a certain skill level, you will get paid. And I think the minimum salary in the NFL is what, four or 500000 a year? Now, I understand that the careers are not very long in the NFL, but nonetheless, for those people, those players that are cashing in, big money. But my, my question is this. Where have all the players been over the last five, ten years to sit down in their communities, where they play, where they live, and, and, and talk to the police chiefs, talk to the mayors, and say, look, we want to create programs to make sure that our community and the police departments know that we need to work together. Let's try to create programs. Let's get more walking cops. Let's try to create programs where we don't have a fear of one another. I've always said, and I truly believe this, the biggest form of racism there is, school choice, when parents are not in black and minority communities, not allowed to send their children to great schools. That's the epitome of racism. But why is it that there are certain liberals and Democrats that don't want school vouchers when 90-plus percent of black parents that are surveyed, that are polled, say, absolutely, we want the right to send our child, our children, to good schools, to the schools that we want? Why is it that the Democrats and the liberals are against it? Could it be the teachers' union? Could it be the fact that if a black child gets educated at a great school, goes on to a great high school, goes on to get a college education and a postgraduate education, becomes successful, they think for themselves, all of a sudden, they no longer need to buy into the bullshit Democrat and liberal mantras that have been spewed their way for the last 50, 60 years. So to me, the biggest form of racism there is is not allowing black parents and black children to go to a school of their choice, to go to great schools. But the NFL players, where have they been? All of a sudden now they're all waking up and saying, we need to do something now. Players have been able to do this. They, they have the ability to pick up a phone. I guarantee you, if any named NFL player calls up a politician, congressman, mayor, police chief in the area that they're in. Do you think if Patrick Mahomes picked up the phone tomorrow and called the mayor of Kansas City or the police chief, his call wouldn't be taken? Not only would his call be taken, they'd make, uh, make an appointment and say, come on in right this second, we'll drop whatever we're doing. But for the NFL to bash the overwhelming majority of Americans, 99% of Americans believe in equality. But to bash the entire nation, just keep hitting them over the head, nonstop, incessantly, about racism, systemic racism, we're evil, we're not going to stand for the anthem, we're going to disrespect the flag, is going to backfire on the NFL big time. And it already did. Let's tell you what happened. If you didn't see the game, 
All the Kansas City Chiefs came out for the national anthem. Oh, by the way, they played some cockamamie black anthem. I've never heard of it. But now all of a sudden, the NFL, they're all woke. And Roger Goodell, Mr. Go ahead and take a bow. Get on your knee. Oh, we were wrong. Have you ever seen somebody get on his knees and try to fillet players as much as Goodell? He looks like a weakling. He looks pathetic. He really does, like a giant six foot four. I think that's what he is, six two, six four, giant pansy-ass pussy. That's what the guy looks like. The Kansas City Chiefs all came out. They all stood. They were respectful of the national anthem and the flag, with the exception of one player who kneeled, and he used, I think, I don't know what they call it, the black power, the fist in the air, whatever, Black Lives Matter symbol or, or, or the, the salute, whatever you want to call it. The Houston Texas stayed in the locker room. They didn't come in. Now, on one hand, I say, well, they didn't disrespect the anthem or the flag by not coming out. But on the other hand, they could have just stood and sat or, or, or stood uh, uh, quietly. They didn't. So to me, I've got a big problem. I'm glad Houston got their asses creamed yesterday or two days ago, whenever it was, Thursday night, two days ago. But overall, the NFL and, and, and Chris Collinsworth just nonstop. I think the players are right. The players have valid points. Okay, maybe they do. But if you turn off the people that watch your games, the people that buy your jerseys, who, by the way, are overwhelmingly white, the people that buy your sneakers, the people that uh, pay for your autograph, you're going to turn them off. Case. Oh, and by the way, before I get to what the ratings were, let me tell you exactly what they did, what both teams did at midfield. But before I do that, let me tell you about the Camacho Nicaragua. Brand new cigar just launched, forged in fire. Some things just can't be tamed, and that goes for the Camacho Nicaragua. Full frontal flavor, sweetness, spicy, oaky flavors, forged in volcanic soil from the Nicaraguan island of Ometepe. A nice, bold, hearty cigar with Nicaraguan roots. Comes in three sizes, a Toro, a Robusto, and a Grand Churchill. Ecuadorian wrapper, Honduran binder, uh, Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican filler. On a scale of 1 to 10, it is medium. I would say it's probably 7, 7.5. It's a medium, medium full cigar. Nice flavors, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of spice, just a nice, balanced, unique cigar. So if you're looking for... A Nicaraguan hearty cigar, the brand new Camacho Nicaragua. Camacho Live Loud, available DavidoffGeneva.com. The Kansas City players and the Houston Texan players all went to midfield and locked arms, arm in arm, and then there was a moment of silence to end racism in the United States. Well, it wasn't silent very long because the 15,000 fans that were allowed into Arrowhead Stadium they started booing. And the players looked around. They, didn't, they couldn't understand why were all these people booing. They were almost in shock. They, they, they looked up as if totally surprised that there was massive booing. They shouldn't. Nobody wants to get everything shoved down their throats. Look, remember when you're a kid, or even now if you work for a boss and you make a mistake. Okay, you, you screw up. Your boss tells you, or your parents tell you, look, you shouldn't do that again. Instead, you should do this. Okay, most of the time, if you're told once, sometimes you need a second time, a little reinforcement, maybe even a third time. But nobody wants to have it shoved down their throat 28 times. 
Look, everybody makes mistakes. That's why they put erasers at the end of pencils, especially the Dixon Ticonderoga number 2 pencil that our good buddy Lee Corso loves to always have in his hand. Everybody makes mistakes. No problem. So you correct the mistake. You, you, you say, listen, you know, next time don't do this or do this or let's, let's make sure we check something. No problem. But nobody wants to hear it 25 times. If it happens again, you correct it again and you do it a little more sternly. But most of the time, if you tell somebody, listen, no problem, just let's cut it out. But nobody wants to be told they're racist, that this country systemic race, uh, has systemic racism, that every American is evil, every white is evil, that we are the cause of all problems, that the fact that, uh, that, that slavery took place 500 years ago, or actually it was less than that. Slavery began maybe, what was it, 500 years ago, but up until the uh, 1800s was still around. I don't know of anybody in this country that says, hey, great, let's bring back slavery. I don't know anybody in this country that has slaves. I don't know anybody probably going back three generations that had slaves. Nobody believes in slavery. People look now and say, how on earth did they even have slavery? Look, I am, on my mother's side, first-generation American. On my father's side, I'm second-generation American. I can tell you my grandparents, both uh, immigrated from uh, other countries, they didn't have slaves. They weren't around when slavery was prominent in the United States. But to shove racism down everybody's throat, just ridiculous. And this is now, all of a sudden, they're all, they're all enlightened that every player now, oh, we've, we've, we've neglected this for too long. Let's see. We elected a black president twice. Was he elected solely by the black and minority vote? The answer is no. He needed ample whites to vote for him. Does that make us a racist country when we elect a black president twice? I didn't vote for Obama. I didn't like Obama. I respected Obama, the president. I disagreed with him. But this country, if it were racist, would say, hey, we don't want to elect any black representatives, any black mayors, a black president. But we did, and we do. So to take several police brutality cases... And inflict that on the entire country is nonsense. And by the way, I love LeBron James. LeBron James, big basketball player. Oh, I'm going to boycott. We're not going to play. Gee, when they realized they weren't going to get paid, that didn't last too long. And if you want to, go ahead. The NBA's ratings have tanked, absolutely tanked. Do you know that Hannity on Fox News, the number one network show, cable or over-the-air networks, in the month of August? I'm not just talking new shows, I'm talking all shows. Pounded the shit out of the NBA playoff games. Not even close. People believe in equality, but they don't want to have it shoved up their ass, and they don't want to have it shoved in their face, and that's exactly what the NFL did. And they're going to do it again this weekend, and they're going to do it every week because now every owner and every, every the commissioner and every player, whether they're black, white, whatever race, feels they have to absolutely show that they're in unison, they're unified with all the black players. Systemic racism is a horseshit fabricated term. Just like voter suppression, just like climate change, remember one thing, and I've said this over and over, 
When you tell a lie often enough, people believe it to be the truth. And when people are referring to systemic racism, all you need to do is look at who's in power. The Democrats that blacks overwhelmingly vote for, for governor, for mayor, for city council, for the dog catcher. All these cities, Chicago, New York, Cleveland, Buffalo, Detroit, all at Portland, Seattle, all Democrat mayors, Democrat governors. So if there is systemic racism, perhaps those people that vote for those Democrats maybe should cross party lines and vote Republican. Maybe you should give the other party a shot since one party takes you for granted. So if the NFL wants to keep their fans, my suggestion is knock off after this weekend the systemic racism and disrespecting the national anthem and the flag. What were the ratings for the opening night game? 19.3 million viewers. A 12.3% drop from last year's ratings, which were 22 million viewers. Now, that's, that's on television. I'm not talking about the live streaming. The live streaming was probably consistent from last year. But when you look at the key 18 to 49 demographic, last year's rating was 12.8, meaning 12.8% of all households in America in the 18 to 14 to 49 demographic were watching the game. This year, it pulled a 5.2 rating, down over 60%. If that doesn't get the NFL's eyes and the players' eyes, they're in trouble. People will not stand for it. I've got plenty of friends that said, called me after the game Thursday night and said, what I saw in the first five minutes disgusted me, turned it off. If the NFL players think it's not going to have an effect, they better think again. Just remember one thing. All those people buying the jerseys, buying tickets, buying their sneakers, buying their apparel, buying their merch. They can't survive on the black audience only. The majority of this country is white. Whites are buying all their merchandise. So you tell me, if someone is so racist, why would they buy a black player's sneakers they endorse, their jerseys, get to pay for their autographs, and buy tickets to watch them play? It's fabricated. Are there racists and anti-Semites in the United States? Sure. Any country. Does that mean we're a racist country, anti-Semitic country? Absolutely not. It's time the NFL and the NFL players woke up to that fact.